Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunt, and joining me this week, like every week, is Michael Breslin. Hello. And Halloween slash Hollowman Harris, Dave Harris. <laughs> wow, and real well. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Now, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, viewers, fans of Dave. Um, There's none of those. There That's are none of those. Not even in his own house. Um, with a Saturday... <laughs> We were sat there Sunday night after um, Arsenal had comprehensively dismantled Man United and Mike sent a text through that said, I want Man United to get relegated. I can't stand watching them anymore. My head has gone. And what we thought was, me and Dave, we were there going, oh, you know what? Mike's lost all objectivity. And what we really want is a Man United perspective. We want... But at the same time, we want a little bit of the same tears, the same salty tears, Dave, that we were enjoying at that moment from Mike. But we want a little bit more objectivity. So we're actually delighted that we've got a guest this week. We've got a, a good friend and long-time listener of the pod, viewer for Dave, Mr. James Yates. Hello. Hello. Now, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. James Yates is a United fan. So um, if you're expecting us to do the anti-sky and um, sit there and break it down and talk about how lovely Arsenal are. Um, it won't be happening. This is going to be like a, a Gary Neville rerun where we she united the shit for 30 minutes. <laughs> if you don't like it, turn it off. But anyway, <laughs> lads, here we go. Let's start right there because I'll tell you what, Mike Bresson's over there and he's moving his head around a lot and he is seething. So without further ado, Mr. Mikey Bresson, take it away. How did you enjoy Sunday's game? Enjoy? <laughs> 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 yeah, enjoy is not the word, I don't think. Um, I, yeah, to be fair, I thought I'd have calmed down by now, but my head's still gone, to be honest. Uh, right, okay. They're, they're embarrassing again. Yates, how, do, how did you enjoy Saturday's, Saturday's, Sunday's game? God, it feels like a lifetime ago, though. Um, well, about 60 minutes in, um, my head dropped to the side. And I was just watching the game on the side. Yeah, that was, yeah. Was it any better? No. <laughs> Could you not get yes. Do you want to add some context who, to why that occurred? I couldn't what? tell who the players were, so that probably did make it better. Is this a classic James Yates on the piss at a weekend? Is that what happened? <laughs> on the pitch, you'd need heroin for this game. Christ. <laughs> Um, Dave, you're sat there in a, what can only be described as a gross Arsenal shirt. Um, so I take it you enjoyed this game. Oh, it was great. I always like watching Man United lose. It's been something that I've enjoyed for my entire life, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, so um, what happened here? So there's a couple of things to touch on. Um, United obviously had, up to this point, a pretty good week, um, beating Leipzig 5-0 in the Champions League. Ollie was doing his midfield diamond came into it sort of people's thoughts were when you've got one of the front three out perhaps this is the quickest way to get all your midfield players in um didn't work uh mike united's midfield uh how did you feel about it horrible (laughs) what's the bad on paper it doesn't seem like a bad idea and then you think about it and you've got pogba on the left we'll get i'm sure we'll get onto pogba more in a minute You've got Pogba on the left, Fred in the middle, and McTominay on the right, which which leaves you with an attacking down the right. You're attacking with Wan-Bissaka and McTominay. 
which means you might as well just not bother having anyone there. Because Wambasaka can't cross, or and McTominay, that's not the sort of player he is. He needs to be breaking up the play. So I think the only one, well, I guess Fernandez is head of the diamond, but he did nothing again. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, we called for Van der Beek last week. He played in midweek and we won 5 0 for the most basic analysis of all time. <laughs> he didn't play in the he didn't play in this game and we lost one nil. Um I guess the other question is, Yates, we've been at we're on the pod for a while, we've all been quite critical of Wambasaka. What do you think of him? Because like, as Mike says, when you play a diamond, width is so massively important and he does struggle. But have you, you've listened to us talk about him before. Do you think we're a bit harsh on him or do you think he really is a scrub going forward? But he is a scrub going forward. Um, but I like my fullbacks able to defend. Yeah. That's, you know, their primary job is defenders. And he is the best defending right back in the league. Some of his last-ditch challenges are insane. Um, so, I I think he's doing a good job. I think he's been let down by being put in a system that requires him to be the attacking force on the right wing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I think we've again again not to completely rehash everything. One of the recurring themes I think both in our discussions about United and um, the wider discussion about United is that they are is Ollie and his system, or lack thereof. Um, with these two teams, particularly, you've got United who are reliant on Fernandez in a number 10 role and individual brilliance versus Arsenal who've um, issued the individual brilliance of uh, players like Meza Ozil in favour of a structure. Was you see, is a game like this, Brez, like, where you really see the limitations of Ollie and what he's done at United? I think so, yeah. Um, it took him far too long to realise that the diamond wasn't working. Just far too long. But I mean, look, we couldn't get out of our half in the first half because Arsenal's press was so good, so high up the pitch. Uh, and you try and hit it long to Rashford and Greenwood and that's not going to work. It's not going to stick up there. So I, I didn't like his, his sub of bringing Matic on at nil-nil to play again. <laughs> You've already got Fred and McTominay. So you, was it? It was nil nil, wasn't it? When he yeah, it him? was. Yeah. So then you, you're at Old Trafford. You surely want to win the game, so you bring on Matic. But <laughs> it wasn't just that. His next two subs, when we needed a goal, were like for like replacements. He took off Fernandez and Greenwood for Cavani and Van der Beek. Yeah, I can't believe McTominay played the whole 90 minutes. I cannot believe it. Hmm. So it is an odd one. I think, I think the biggest, one of the biggest problems for United, and we'll come on to why I, I think Arsenal play, for as bad as United were, I think Arsenal were really good. Um, but the biggest, I think the biggest problem in terms of who they were playing deep was that they were playing Fred, and, and you watched it happen. Like McTominay needed to be the link man between Fernandez and Fred and instead he was dropping right next to him so it felt to me like I know because I know we were all in our group chat and we all were kept saying I just cannot believe that Van der Beek is not in this game I cannot believe it for the life of me now well that would that would have seemed like an obvious sub 
for for one of Fred or McTominay, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, thousand percent. Because you because you can leave one of them doing what the job that Fred was supposed to be doing in, in the at the base of the diamond, mm-hmm. and then you bring on Van der Beek. Well, you can even take Pogba off because he was an absolute joke. But <laughs> right. just any of those nil. three, to be honest. Yeah, you take Pogba off at nil nil. No penalty gets conceded. Yeah. Because well, he was out of breath. No, 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 no. Because I, oh, I want to ask, I want to ask Yates Smith first. Yates, are you Ollie in or Ollie out? I'm Ollie in, just because Poch. If you give it to Poch now, then he's got to deal with the same players for the rest of the season. So he's going to start his time at United in negativity because he can't so, bring in the players that he needs to bring in to make it better. Because that is a good point in what's, I think, been a bit overlooked in that none of the players there fit what Pochettino does. There's no, like, really... There's no Wanyama or Dembele who were so crucial to what that Tottenham team were. But, um, yeah. I'll tell you what, I, for, I for one love this game. I thought, I, thought, <laughs> I thought Paul Pogba was immense. I thought the idea of having him on the, the left of a front three was great. Um, Mike, I've just got an interesting uh, tweet for you here from before the game. It's from ESPN FC correspondent Julian Laurence, um, in which he says, "In which he says, Manchester United with a diamond midfield and two strikers again. Love heart emoji." And then two hours, not even a, well, not two hours later, thirty minutes later, genuinely confused by Solskjaer and Man United's <laughs> tactics and formation. Diamond and front two. Not sure what's happening. That's Julian Laurence. Head screwed on yeah. as always. Yeah, I mean, we, we we discussed him before, but all I can say is that's why he's working in America. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, go on then, Mr. Breslin. Use Paul, you take it all out on Paul Pogba when it's not really his fault, isn't it? He got no. the lowest rating here on who scored. Yeah, but yeah, because he gave away a penalty. Yeah. Okay, well, so the penalty, he switches off, lets Bellerin running behind him. And then commits a stupid tackle. What's not his fault about the defeat here? He gave away the penalty that cost us the game. I mean, the thing that's not his fault is defeat there is that he might have given away the penalty that cost you the game. He's not. So that's how you <laughs> lost the game? Yeah, true, but you deserve to lose anyway because your manager set you up to lose by getting your Would tactics wrong. It might have been a nil nil. It might have been if a nil nil. He doesn't give away a stupid, stupid penalty. Even a 10 year old wouldn't do that. <laughs> Unbelievable! Is this not a case of mismanagement just, by United? No, by just not freeze put- him out, send him with Ozil. He can give some money to the foundation or something. I don't care. Get him gone. <laughs> I've had yeah. enough. It's not working at Manu for him or Manu. Just get him gone. Okay. Yeah, it's. What, what's your feelings of Paul Pogba? Uh, I I do agree that. It's never worked for Pogba at United and it's time just to cut ties. Yeah. But it's not all down to Pogba. He's never been put in a system like he was at Juventus where he can work in the system. He's always had to either defend too much he was too deep or mm-hmm. was pushed too far forward so he never got the ball. Mm-hmm. He was ne- in, his, in the system in Juventus. He had Pirlo and uh, Marquisio next to him in a free midfield that was perfectly balanced and it given Pogba the free role 
to do what Pogba's best at, which is ball at the feet and playing the balls to the uh, attackers. United have never put the players around them to do that. That's true, but it's a difference in the Premier League as well. There's more vertical movement in the Premier League. Um, so, I think Paul Pogba is obviously a wonderfully talented player. Say what you like. Obviously, go and look at him at go and look at him at France. But Yates just hit a good point there, and that in France he's got Matuidi to the left of him, and he's got Kante who does his willing runners to either side. Mm-hmm. Is this not a case of mismanagement by from United by buying Bruno Fernandes? building around the 10 where it doesn't suit their other big money signing. Isn't this just another example of United's failure in their squad management, to be honest? Well, yeah, I mean, we've been over this before. There's no director of football. They, they keep buying just players. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this again. Dave had something to say. Yeah, I was just, just going to say they've never put him in a system that even allows him to do what he, he wants to do. He's basically always asked to do something which isn't isn't what his actual role is because he has to do the willing running because someone else in the midfield isn't doing that. Can't just focus on what he's been allowed to do in both France and at Juve. So, shocking, to be honest, from United. Dave, Dave, could you say that Paul Pogba's been betrayed by Manchester United? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't go that far. You see, I, I think I would. And Mike's gone up and gone. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm about to join him. <laughs> um, so, United are 15th with seven points. With a game in hand. With a game in hand, true. It's obviously an odd season and we saw them start bad last year. But as two United fans, where, where are you expect, what are you expecting for the rest of the season? If, do you think Oli can turn it around or do you think you're looking at Europa League football again? No, I think 18th is where we'll finish. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. West Brom and Fulham. uh, I said to one of our other listeners at the weekend while the United game was on, I think, yeah, probably about 8th is where we'll finish. 8th? Yeah. 8th? Yes, 8th, yeah. Wait, you Uh, think there's seven other good teams in the league? No, but I think there's seven teams better than we are. Oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I reckon it'll be a similar season to Arsenal last year, with a poor start and then pick it up after Christmas. Whether that's a managerial change or not, it bloody better gonna, be. Gonna say what Solskjaer gonna do that suddenly changes so much? Well, last year they bought Bruno Fernandes. What if they go by Jane Sancho in January? Well, they can't do that because they pissed him off by not buying him in this window. So. <laughs> um, okay, so did Mr. Mr. Harrison, you absolutely grotesque Arsenal shit. By the way, oh. yeah, it's if they have a season like Arsenal did last year, Arsenal finished eighth. So mm-hmm. everyone who thinks that's a wild prediction, that's exactly where Arsenal finished last year. Um, Dave, Arsenal, um, really good or just lucky? I thought I thought they played well. Mm-hmm. I thought it sat nicely. Al Nani and Party were particularly good in midfield. Mm-hmm. Definitely, both of those would stroll into Man United shit show of midfield. I think, to be honest. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 right, okay. He's literally just said that to bait me. <laughs> It's, and it's worked. That. And it's worked. He does not believe that. Okay, um, Thomas Party walks straight into your midfield. 
I mean, yeah, that's fine. How many midfielders does Thomas Party not walk into in the Premier League, though? Fulham's. Fulham's. <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a game in Fulham's midfield, Christ. That's that's unfair on Harrison Reid. Yeah. Um, but Dave, what in particular about United's approach was impressive? Not United's you approach. You mean Arsenal's? Arsenal. The Arsenal. Well, I think they just went out to, to play their game. They're pretty good going forward as well. Um, Bellerin was particularly decent going forward, I felt. Um, uh, to be honest, uh, I want to touch on Man U's poor defending, I felt. Poor defending? Yeah, mate. There Their was problem a couple was of... entirely in the midfield. But there was a couple of chances. What are talking even... about? No, no, no. There was a couple of chances that were concerning to even be allowed. Saka got a free header in the box because Lindelof and uh, Wambasaka didn't communicate. That's, that's alarm bells for Harris. Uh, and he sees it, that in a big game. Dave, you, you go to any game, you'll get a, a player getting a free header in the box. <laughs> No, no. It was entirely their fault. That's a lot of bells for Harry. Because gets that. How much XG Arsenal created other than the penalty? Points. No, but they hit the post. So really, it really wasn't that good a chance. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, that's the interesting part of this is because Arsenal were really good, pressed really high, fantastic. However, when they were actually tasked with creating something, it was the same old problems we've seen the last couple of weeks and that they couldn't actually manufacture anything. And a lot of that is because William played like an absolute idiot. He just kept overrunning the ball. He was mishitting his passes. Saka, lovely dribbles, but his, his final ball wasn't great. Lacazette, my dad was chuckling at himself when he called him Lacks a threat. It was, it was just a shocking... On the ball. Lacazette. I on, hate they Lacazette. Weren't great. However, Lacazette was fantastic on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I wanted to say that. He put a he, good shift in. The fact he's, the way he sat on Fred and meant he couldn't build was really good. Um, how are we feeling about Arsenal? Because this is the first win in a big game away, to a top six team away from home for five years. And yes, United aren't great, but still it's an impressive achievement. Dave, you can tell me. No, I've, got, mistake. No, I've got, got a stat for you. Oh, here we go. Mikel, Mikel Arteta, first Arsenal manager to beat Man United in his first two games since Herbert Chapman, 1925-26. Well, thanks for The that. real deal. The real deal, uh, Mikel Arteta. Do you want to answer, answer the question, oh, Alex? What was the question, sir? It was... <laughs> I think it was about Arsenal being defensively good, but you've decided to stop telling me about Mark Chapman's dad. Like, give it a rest, pal, over there. Oh, it was what we thought of Arsenal. Yeah, what do we think of them? I thought defensively they were they weren't bad. I are like start, Gabriel. Are we start I think he's a good player. Are we start believing in Arsenal maybe challenging for top four? No. <laughs> Why aren't we believing? It's it, too though? early. It's Arsenal. There's some mistakes in there. Well, given the way everyone else is, I think they've got a decent shot at it. They went away to City, and although they lost, they were they were pretty decent. They gave Liverpool an okay game. They've gone away and they beat United. They've had a tough run. They're still chugging along, all right. And Party's only going to get better. Gabriel's only get better. Why did we not believe in them? They they won because of the system. They didn't win because they had good players. But isn't that more impressive that you win yeah, with we, the we... system? 
We've got all these great names who can't do anything. But, uh, this game, if you don't get, if they don't get the pen, they don't score. So they get a draw, which okay is a decent result, but it's not going to get them top four if you just get draws away from home. I mean, Mourinho used to win titles by drawing away <laughs> to people like Man United and beating them at home. I've, I've heard that in two weeks in a row, it's, and it's haunting. To be honest, it's haunting me now. It's 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 the game plan though. Draw away at your rivals, win at home. No? Well, yeah, they've got to work out how to beat some of the lesser teams a bit more often as well. They, they need to stop slipping up against... But if they can do that, which maybe they can, given the, the state of ever, everyone else, I think they've got a half-decent shot at top four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what they should be aiming for, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Tell you what, hell of a week for Arteta. Accused of just been a... Rafa Benitez with a cross trainer last week, and now look at him. <laughs> Masterminded a victory away, old Rafa. Yeah, he shut you up, didn't he? No, no, he hasn't, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, just quickly. Uh, one last question for the United boys: Did you feel hard done by when Gabriel wasn't sent off? Well, I was in my fancy football, so I was happy he wasn't. Second bookable, no? Was, was, was that just a cumulative? Yeah, uh, not really. Uh, I didn't feel hard done by. No, no. I felt hard done I by. I can't Adam's remember it, so that's how. Yeah. Uh, I would have been more shocked if he actually had got the red card. Because mm. usually, to get two bookable offences, you need to do three bookable offence like fouls. That's a good point. Yeah. I suppose. A good Not point. the modern game. Though. Can we can um, we get off this game now? Yeah, we can do. Um. So when we were doing this uh, game, we we said to you, you've got to come on and talk about United. And he was like, do I have to? Um, and then we said, oh, yeah, but in return, we'll give you a topic that you want to talk about. And Yates said he wanted to talk about Southampton and Wolves being good, but not perhaps getting the love they deserve. Take it away, Mr Yates. Tell us what you've been seeing. Yeah, so Southampton and Wolves are sat fourth and fifth in the table. Uh-huh. Same points as Everton, and Everton have been lauded as potential title contenders. And Southampton Wolves haven't. They also, in the transfer window, sort of went under the radar, Southampton in particular, whereas they lost Toyberg to uh, Spurs, but brought in a less heard 21-year-old defensive midfielder to replace him, who's slotted in quite comfortably. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you've got Day's favourite player in Ings doing the business again. And Adams, who in the last six months since the restart, has turned into a decent player out of nowhere. He looks good, yeah. Um, And then Wolves as well. They might be uh, Portugal (laughs) under-21s. Um, <laughs> under 21s about that midfield. Garantino walked on with a zipper frame. <laughs> and even copied, you know, uh, the Portugal kit as well. Oh, it's, it's farcical. There's a couple of terrible kits this year, but that, that's one of them. That's one of them. But they, they signed a couple of 19 year olds for a fair bit of money. But Fabio one of them, Silva, a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, the guy that made Samaga. his debut and scored. Mm-hmm. At the weekend, and Nuri. going on quite hey, nice. Hey, Nori, yeah, 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 Nori. And since the start of the year, 
So in 2020, Southampton and Wolves are would be sixth and eighth in the table mm-hmm. on the same or around the same amount of points as Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea, and United. Do you want another stat? If um, this is a Southampton one. Behind closed in the behind closed doors table, which is all the football that's been played since lockdowns come back was cancelled. The first one that is not lockdown two electric boogaloo. Um, <laughs> Southampton actually have won the second most points. Yeah. So that's just a perfect example of what you're saying. Um, yeah. So when you say they're underrated, I think I think the belief is that Wolves are a, a very good team who seem to have a ceiling of seventh, sixth. Um, where where would you place? Where do you think Southampton's ceiling is? Uh, I I think Southampton, with their start and rest, uh, the restart last season, should be aiming for Europa League next year. Next year or this season? As in to get Europa League for next season. Oh, so okay. Fifth, sixth. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that too. Uh, they Southampton also gave the blueprint on how to beat United. Is that just but, play the game? <laughs> no, but they were the first team post uh, restart that pressed them high up the pitch and proved that if you did that, it stifled everything United have done. And since then, every get every game that United have come against, that team has pressed them high up the pitch. Arsenal, Palace, Brighton, they've struggled mm-hmm. to even get a point. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah, where did we have Southampton in the pre-season? Tenth? I think tenth. I think I fought for them to be higher, I think. I, I think, think I ninth, maybe. But... I think, yeah. But, um, no, I like that, Yates. I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of Southampton in particular. Wolves are good. I don't like watching them in particular, but they've got their way of playing, which works for them. No. Um, <laughs> and they're both, both teams have got two highly rated young managers. Hasn't it was classy? So yeah, I love, I love him. Yeah, I think both teams have that. Both teams clearly have their problems. Um, I think what what always amazes me with Southampton is um, that Spurs showed such a a clear path to how to beat them. Is that I think that <laughs> just to a certain extent, I think they are they are going to get caught a few times this season. Just I think to, with that, that line. But I still think looking at that to the two centre halves, it's Vestergaard and I can't remember the other bloke's name. Bednarek. There's not Bednarek. Bednarek. There's not enough pace there, so they are going to get caught by a few teams. And particularly in the game against Villa at the weekend, in the second half when Villa started to mount their comeback, they started to look leggy, and that high pressing style is going to make you look leggy. And it's going to, particularly as the games crunch. They're all right now when they're only playing once a week, but the Christmas period is going to be tough for them, like it will be tough for all the clubs, but particularly a club like that. Um, Wolves are interesting, though, because I, I think Wolves could make a a late dash here. A late dash? Not I, Well, yeah, not a late dash. Although everything <laughs> everything Giammatidio does is a late dash. God, no, that's true. Well, you've looks- seen Milivojevic's tackle on him. That was a... Yeah. Yeah, I do. I'll tell you what, not the worst challenge this weekend. Um, we have plenty of them. Uh, but I think there are two Bad interesting one. teams. Two very interesting teams who will finish above United. Well, there's two, there's two of your seven already then. Two of your seven. Dave, do you <laughs> want to take a moment to um, lead us in a prayer circle for Danny Ings? 
Well, uh, I hope the injury's not bad, Will, because he's already had... I think he did his, Ooh, yeah. did his knee ligaments actually in both knees now. So yeah, he's, he's fucked both knees. Yeah, it's, and he's 27, 28. He probably really can't afford another serious he's tw- injury. He's 27 um, till he's 28. Right. One of these again. <laughs> <laughs> but he's also been one of the best strikers Strikers in the Prem since the start of last season, and be ashamed for him to not maybe get a chance to play at the Euros. Really, I'd say he's definitely earned his chance. So at least make the squad. Um, it's a, it's a good point about Ings because I don't know how high they can finish if if he's out. You were you? I think I think that prevents them getting near Europe. To be honest, yeah, yeah, and that'd be tough. Because we 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 talk about we talked about a few weeks ago about Dominic Calvert Lewin about what point do you believe the hype like we did with Kane and Vardy I think we've reached the point with things where we all believe the hype now um I guess the I guess the second question about Southampton in particular is do you think the fact that Danny Ings has been such a revelation has sort of told and taken a bit of a shine on how good a player James Ward Prowse has got oh. in the middle of the park because he quietly come um, I've been James Ward Prowse in class for years. He's been one of the most he's underrated so players for the last couple of years. He's been so good for so long. Under Hassan, he's added a bit of a nasty streak to his game. A bit more of a not. I don't want to. I don't want to say world weariness, but like not weariness. Just like a bit more street smarts. Like you saw it in the England game when he was kicking the penalty spot up. Yeah, like, he's got that nasty shit house streak, which I think every central midfield player actually needs if they're not. A luxury player at a top club like fucking Jorginho. I think I think the the problem for Ward Prowse is he's so good at free kicks. Everyone forgets he's actually a good midfielder yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. But, and by the way, his free kicks in this game. We did, especially that second one. I don't know how you get that up and down over the wall. Nah. Like, like no, like you did that from so close. Mm. That was excellent stuff. At some point, also, we are... no, go on, Dave. Stuart Armstrong is a really good player and don't think he gets enough credit. He's in class since he's come into that midfield. Yeah, it's just the right amount. <laughs> I've heard no one praise him before. No, that's just the right amount. Um, at some point, we're going to come on here, Dave, and I'm going to ask you the question about how Jack Grealish looks and the, the player most like Eden Hazard in the league now. So, I think I think Jack Grealish, I was watching him at the weekend, he just must have been gone home and over the over the summer holidays. When he was supposed to be an eye napper, and they actually forced him to stay at home for once, um, he just sat there and he watched Eden Hazard highlights. Because every time I watch him now, he's just ruining players off the left flank. Um, but that will do it. Um, but does it not annoy you that he doesn't know how to wear shin pads properly? No, it doesn't annoy me. I like it. Still kills me that. I like it a lot. It's good fun. We'll kill him when someone actually catches him with a bad tackle. I can't believe his legs are still intact. But I mean, he gets tackled. He gets absolutely um, poleaxed every week. So um, let's move on from Southampton and Wolves. I fully agree with the eight there, even for a good season. Speaking of two teams who have been good and had good seasons in the last couple of years, um, who've sort of started to get found out. Um, keen to have a chat about Burnley and Sheffield because Burnley lost three um, 0 to the mighty, the mighty, the mighty Chelsea on Saturday and just didn't look like they were in the game at all and Sheffield lost to Manchester City 1-0 and also looked like they were less in the game Dave 
I'm going to let you kick off because you've been telling us for years that Burnley are going down. Even years. If finish seventh. Whoa, 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 years as far. I think I said after the restart that Burnley are in trouble, in trouble of falling off a cliff. And I think if you ever look at their squad, I think the signs have been there for a while. But even as they needed to. They had a squad. No, they've got a squad that have, for a number of years, been playing above and beyond what anyone expects of them. But they're all getting quite old now. And there's no young players to rotate. It's not even any replacements. Uh, it's really baffling. I uh, really worry for them, to be honest. It's, it's not baffling. The owners won't invest any money. Well, and also, I think Sean Dyche is going to walk away at some point. Yeah. If it's not this not. season. If it's not yeah. this season, it'll be next season. Yeah, he's right. he's Those going. Those two things are directly linked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For the second half of last season, it's all Daesh talked about. I will yeah, walk away for for in, unless you give me money. Daesh talks about two things, which is after he talks about needing money, and after every game, he invents a can he invents a referee decision that hasn't gone his way. He also <laughs> talks about how he wouldn't want his his players to die ever. Yeah. So what well, is he? Oh my god! I hate that's one of the filthiest players out there. He dives, he cheats, he steals. It's awful. It's terrible. He's oh, oh, oh. nothing would make me happier than Burnley getting relegated. But Mike Yates, do you think Dave's right in that they've been treading water for a while now and real trouble, or do you just complete Yates is shaking his head? Is this the first disagreement of this weekend? Burnley have not been treading water. Yeah, that they've, was a bad. Yeah, I was. They've finished. I didn't say eight. they've been treading I, water. I, I, I'm, I'm saying you said we'll, they were setting drain. They finished. No, eight. I said the warning signs have been there. I didn't say they were already treading water. Well, I just said the warning signs have been there for a while. And that's different. Yeah, they finished eighth, got Europa League, finished fifteenth, which is understandable, and then yeah. last season finished what ninth or tenth. Yeah. So they're not treading water. They've had a bad start and, yeah, lack of investment, but I think they'll be fine. Do you think Dave's overreacted? I'm not saying that because their squad is horrible. It's awful. Their squad is literally terrible. The two players they signed this year, Dale Stevens, who's been struggling to get into Brighton's team, he's 31. So what's the point? Will Norris, a 27-year-old <laughs> keeper. Well, he's like a Wolves third-choice keeper. They did lose Jeff Hendrick, Dave, so they need someone. He's yeah, but try and get someone point. better. Yeah, but this is what we're telling Dale you. Dale Stevens. The owners aren't spending any money. They, they're not. Well, and they also said Dwight McNeil's up for sale as soon as a good bid comes in. So anyway, they need the money. mistake. Anything Dyche could even plan around McNeil, it's it's off as soon as the offer comes in. Brady coming off the bench, he's a good player. Good player, except his legs have been ruined for about eight years. And yeah, that, he was a good player in 2010. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, is this another Norwich situation where we can't really... Are we criticising the owners for not spending money? First, yeah. We are this time. I'm What's not comparing them to Norwich because Norwich are a team I'll that came the up. This is a team that have proven their worth over many seasons. It's quite different. If anything, this makes it so much more worse for the Burnley owners. That way worse than what Norwich did. But 
Burnley, way Burnley worse. Are, Burnley are not a big club, and they've but, always they've always operated on a budget. And now, when you take into account COVID, the COVID pandemic, is it really fair to be that critical of them for not but, spending money? Burnley, no, not, not in spending. that sense. That was that was a nice argument from you, Will. But here's thanks, the football Mark. argument. <laughs> okay. All right. Let yeah. me just start, let me Google Julian the Rob's bird. Yeah, well, you don't need to worry about that. Um, I'd be so very surprised if these ever commented. They qualified for the Europa League, then they finished fifteenth and then tenth. So they've got a proven track record under this manager of overachieving with the squad they have. If you give Dyche better players, what could he? What potentially? What could he achieve? Pretty good things, I'd imagine. It wouldn't be good to watch, but really, he'd get you up the league. Really, I mean, we get. No. Um, well, he I finished mean, eighth with Phil Bardsley. Yeah, but could, what's the, could his tactics take you any further? We saw. Well, where's the Where's the Europa League money gone then? Yeah, I'm with know, Mike on this. Point. Where is it all gone? TV oh, I don't money. Him spending it. They would have got a lot of TV money, decent competition money. These guys are making a fortune in the Prem, and they've been there. They're established in the Prem. Yeah, they've been there for under Deitch. But my thing in that much danger. If they invested, they're in very little danger of going down. I think. My thing with the owners is why would they allow a manager to build such a great platform, and then basically take take any signs of progress away from him? Deitch has done so well with these players over so many years he's asking for them to give him replacements because they're getting old and they're literally like no I don't understand it it's just baffling uh, maybe something will come out that Burnley have been massively struggling financially somewhere but I, I can't see it there's not even any huge wages in that squad I'm not I'm not, not that I'm their accountant who knows what they're paying Chris Wood but I don't believe there to be any big wages in that Burnley team I- Ashley Barnes on 250 grand a week. It's <laughs> <laughs> for the amount yeah, of dice. If, if, if they let Dice leave because they didn't invest, that'll be the biggest mistake they ever made. But I know we're judging Burnley on being a Premier League club, but are they really? Is that fair? They're, I think they are now, aren't they? How long yeah. have they been in the Prem? What, six, seven years? Six or seven years, got to be. I, I guess my point. I guess my point is, how many times have we seen a small club like Bournemouth, for example? Bournemouth are in the league for a very long time, and then they way overspent, they way overcommitted, and now you look at them, they're in a bit more finance. They're still chugging along fine. But they're in finance. They're not the greatest of finances. Okay, but you don't have to spend thirty million on Dominic Solanke. You can actually that find is a true. bit of that. That you is can true. Find some that value true. out there. Yeah. Once or twice a season to help Dyche build a better team. And by the time you're two, three, four, five windows in and you've spent five million here and 10 million there, suddenly you've got some actual decent players in your team. And maybe you've got another McNeil or that you can sell for 40 million and then you can reinvest that for the, to make the rest of the team better. I think they spent money two years ago. Ben Gibson, that was the last uh, relatively big money They also bought one. Vidra for a horrible amount of money. Yeah, so close to twenty, I think. So we're asking them to. I, I guess I just again I do feel a bit more. Um, I just feel a bit uneasy about 
Yeah, but it's nothing. It's nothing like the Norwich situation. No, it's, and it's, it's fair. It's not even close to that. It's not a comparison com- you can make. They're comparable in the size of the clubs, and you don't want a football club to overcommit itself. Yeah, we said that with Norwich, but but Norwich have never stayed up for more than like a season or two, whereas Burnley are now four or five years in. I'd like to see a little bit of something, but otherwise they are just going to get relegated with Fulham and West Brom. Which would be wonderful. That's really what I'm here asking. Yeah. Uh, I want Burnley gone. Like they're a gross club. Get rid of them. Um, if here's a question for you then: If Sean Dyche moves on to a different job, who hires Sean Dyche? I don't know. What's the who level hires of Sean Dyche? Do, I think there's because there's a reason Sean Dyche is. There's in a it. ceiling with Sean Dyche for sure. Like, I know where he goes. You gave you gave Allardyce Everton's players, and he was still shit. Not to say Everton are great, but. Or they gave him particularly great players, but he was still shit. There was a ceiling for there's a ceiling on that style of football. He walks in at Newcastle once Bruce is gone. But why are Newcastle oh. getting rid of Bruce? <laughs> well, he's going to go at some point. The fans have had enough. Oh, no, I hate oh yeah, yeah. I, hate no, I can't understand. <laughs> That's a really good one. Like, oh, you're tired of watching really awful football? Here's yeah, let's get Sean here's Dyche. Here's Sean Dyche. Oh, you enjoy Callum Wilson at front? I've got Ashley Barnes for you on 350 grand the week. Thank yeah, you very isn't much. The most, isn't it the most Mike Ashley thing to do? No, all it time? would be Sean Dyche. <laughs> What's fantastic is Sean Dyche is annoyed at Burnley for not giving him money. He's going to work under Mike Ashley. Christ. I don't know what news goes spent more money has than Burnley. On Sean Dyche, but I can guarantee he'd somehow end up a Newcastle player if Sean Dyche moves there. Phil Barsley is definitely going up, up north. He'll be playing. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I, I could see him at a team like West Ham. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see could him you, and the West Ham fans. Can you imagine him in the conference just talking? Like He's like, oh, I need money from the Dildo Brothers. I, could, <laughs> I, I think Sean Dyke should start every conversation. Like, well, the Dildo Brothers told me this. I just, oh, oh, boy. Oh, the other Sean, team we were going to talk about here was Sheffield, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, let me tell you now. I'm starting to get worried about Sheffield. I'm quite worried about Sheffield. Uh, every time I watch them play now, they don't know how to attack. They do not know how to attack. How many bad teams are there in the league this year? Do we a need lot. to add some relegation spots? Because <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of bad teams. All right, let's start. Let's start the question then. Right. Is that four or five? I'd, so, I wouldn't say a lot. I'm going to nominate West Brom. Yeah. Fulham. Yeah. Burnley, Sheffield United, and Burnley probably at least. Now, are Sheffield United a bad team, or are they just a no. team a bad run of form? Uh, they're knackered. They do look tired. They have fourteen players that have played non-stop <laughs> for the last fourteen months. Also, at Lundstrom. A high level they've ever played before. <laughs> yeah. uh, since Lundstrom had a contract issue, uh, they have been terrible. So I don't know if that's <laughs> a fact of the dressing room. They have. He didn't want to sign a deal before they came Julian back after Harris a restart. No, Lord. he's he's leaving on a free in January, supposedly, Lundstrom. Where's he going to sign? Uh, probably back to Everton, mate. It sounds like an Everton <laughs> signing. Oh, where? Uh... He is scouts. Back to Everton? From... Yeah, he was at Everton, what? Lundstrom. <laughs> what time did you get off work at KFC? ITK. <laughs> <laughs> hold on hold on hold on so what you've done there is you've in your head you're like let me get let me put it into the david harris transfer room a middle you've got <laughs> oh scouse is he good no everton. he used to play for everton, everton. it's his boyhood club 
Oh yeah. Just because you used to play for a club does not mean you're going back there eventually. Yeah, but it's Everton. They'll sign him. Carlo's not signing him. Alan and Decore can't make this week, so we're going to stick John Lundstrom in midfield as well. There's worse players. Fucking whopper. What are you saying? That's a grip. Oh dear. Um, they yeah, put Tosin on the bench at the weekend. Who knows? Uh, I'll show you United. Is it because t- I know I know I said earlier. I just said that I think they might be a good team in a bad run of form. But is it real squeaky bum time almost with them? I know we're only. Seven, um, they look they look knackered like Yates said. Can we appreciate they've made some terrible signings? Ollie McBurney is woeful, and they he cost them a lot of money. He, like he was good 18, for them last year. Ollie, he wasn't good. Where's Ollie McBurney from? I'm just trying to work out where he's going in the next transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually from Leeds, well. Is he? Oh, uh, right. plays he's for Scotland, to so quite strange. The Grantham Cavani. There we go. Um, back Cavani. to your question, though, Will. Yeah, uh, thanks, Sheff- Sheffield, Sheffield United have been awful since the restart, so I, I, I don't think we can just call this a bad run of form now. Mm. I, I feel sorry for really William struggling. Brewster. To be honest, why? At this point. why did he sign that deal? Yeah, why? It's a really long contract. Yeah, I I also don't know why Liverpool sold him. Yeah, that that's yeah. that that whole transfer. I said it on here. I think Liverpool, I think Liverpool's finances aren't as good as what people think it is. So they had to. But is thirty million, books. twenty thirty million going to make much of a difference? Probably. Gets you Thiago, who sits on the bench, away from the game of COVID. Thanks, thanks Thiago. Scoring Rodrigo, Rodrigo from Leeds, oh, by the way, isolating because of COVID now. There is no way that Vidra signed for Burnley for the same amount as Thiago signed for Leeds. Yeah, yeah, and you want to give Dyche more money? No, I Get said. Out of here, no, I did say this. they spent a horrible amount of money on him. Either I'm not denying that one. And Ben Gibson was a lot of money to go. You want to give on. him more money? Fuck. We're going to have to give him more money unless you want him to just throw the under-23s out every week because most of the other players are getting very old now. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Um, I don't really want to talk about either of them anymore. What I do want to talk about is, um, the firstly, has everyone seen the cane pen? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Right, quickly, just one word answers. Pen, yes or no? Yates? No. Mike? No. Dave? I'd like to say yes, but it's a no. <laughs> um, is it a foul on Lana? If yes anything, no? yes. Yes Do you or want no? a one-word answer? One-word answer, yeah. Clearly. Yes. Clearly, right. Okay, so, because there's been a horrible discourse this weekend, mainly perpetuated, I think, by some of the Match of the Day coverage, in that people think Salah's pen wasn't a pen. And people are saying, people are getting angry at him for diving. And then this Kane pen came along and everyone's like, oh, Harry Kane's bought it. And I am shocked that the the conversation is around him earning the pen. And not the fact that if this goes wrong, he breaks, Lalana could land and break his neck. It's an absolute joke decision. It's, it's a joke. It's so dangerous. It's farcical. On the on the highlights, the quick Premier League highlights they do, like three minute ones. There's an angle they give of Kane looking at Lalana and going, "Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not going to jump." He backs he into him. He gets a pen. He actively backs into him. They gave Kane a pen. He did the same to Aaron Cresswell. He did. West Ham too. 
my head actually hurts just looking at that, especially that second angle. Oh my god! How does someone in the VAR room go? Yeah, you know what, John Moss or whoever it is on the pit, you've got Anthony that spot Taylor. on. It was Anthony Taylor. Oh, was it? No, 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 it wasn't. It just always is when it's him. <laughs> when something goes wrong, it's Anthony Taylor. Shiny's right, like figured out by now that they just flip a coin in the VAR room. Well, I think that's that's probably more useful than what they actually do. It's embarrassing. They, they spend two minutes getting a cup of tea and flipping a coin. It is shocking. I, I mean, think... you, as you said, Will, that could have seriously injured Alana. And Cade bought a penalty. No, he didn't. It's no, a... he fouled him. It's a broken neck waiting to happen. And the fact, the fact of the matter is, and he keeps doing him. it. He keeps he keeps doing it, and I think there's all these there's all these. So, for example, if this is a in basketball, there's a whole there's a whole concept of a landing zone, in that because a player came down on another player's ankle because the guy put his foot underneath it after he'd shot, and he did a I can't remember the exact injury, but he injured himself. He's out for a long time, and they sort of brought in the idea of the concept of a landing zone underneath. Now, Kane for me moves into Lalana's landing zone, and. While he might be trying to buy a penalty, I think he could also make the claim that it's a, it's actively dirty play because he's stopping Lalana yeah. from having a clear landing. And I can't, f- for the life of me, cannot understand how that's not a red card for Harry Kane. Cannot believe it. Cannot believe it. I think he should be off. I think he should be off. Dangerous he play. Exactly what he's he knows exactly dangerous play. He knows exactly what he's doing. I want him gone. And while I'm at it, Son dives too. And I know it's not good for the fantasy team, but I want them both gone. So Harry Kane, let me let me read let me read the resume for you. Stole a goal off Ericsson, tried to break Alan Lalana's neck, tried to break Aaron Cresswell's neck, dives, spits. I've just made that one up. Um does he <laughs> that's, get... that's definitely not his whole resume, I don't think there will. <laughs> that's all the ones we care about. It, it sounds like an agenda. We don't have agendas, we have fact-based analysis. <laughs> um, my question is, is Harry Kane's reputation as a nice guy undeserved? Oh, this is the Mourinho effect. That's what this is. He was doing this before, under Pochettino too. Uh, nice guys don't win games, Will. You should have seen that on the documentary. <laughs> I didn't watch that properly. He must be bastards, all right? That's what he, Kane's living up to it now, finally. Um, Premier League, Premier League, bringing a rule to stop this. Thank you very much. Bring in a rule. Yeah, please. Salah's in- pen. Definite pen. Yes, definite, definite pen. What are we arguing here? He kicks his foot. What have you seen, you whoppers? I think what? all they're arguing is that he makes a meal of it, which he did. But it's a pen. But until you start giving penalties for players who stand upright, what's the point? Go down, you'll get the decision. Yeah, I mean, Dyche wouldn't like this. But. Well, oh, don't get me right. Don't get me started on the Burnley players. Like, it felt like it felt like they kept going down just to get the referee to turn around and go, huh, huh? Maybe it's a free kick. Other than that, and then you hear Anthony Taylor's on fire. You're like, fuck me, they're getting everything today. Christ. <laughs> yeah, it's, did you did you think it was a pen? I assume so, but I hope so. Otherwise, yeah, it it, it was a pen. This will be your one and only episode on the. <laughs> as much as I dislike Liverpool, it was a pen. Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact: also, in that game, Jota, he's heating up. Yeah, he's good. He's good. 
But is he worth more than Thiago? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now they're trying to work out who they can drop to keep him in there. Firmino. Uh, By by the way, Liverpool, it's Firmino. (laughs) I think at some point a conversation has to be had about whether or not Firmino is actually not, I don't want to say good, but is good. Like, because he's offering you so little offensively now. He hasn't played well in it since the Champions League winning season. Yeah, I think that's probably not far I, from him. I, I haven't think, seen much from him since. I mean, since he didn't then. score home till Kepa waltzed in with his noodle arms. <laughs> so we just stand a chance. <laughs> noodle arms. I tell you what. See what I'm cheering every catch Mendy does because I just remember. <laughs> I sit there and I'm like, every time you see like Kepa's name on the on Twitter, I'm just having Vietnam flashbacks of. Flappy bird. It's fourth choice now. Fourth choice? Because wasn't there yeah, another this, this big goalkeeper? Really. I'd call, yeah, I'd call yeah, Jamal Blackman back much. from loan before we put Kepa back out on the pitch. <sighs> Is Hilario still at the club? He can play. <laughs> 43 I think he's, he's taking a pension. Here's what we days. do. Here's what we do. John Terry's been in goal before against Reading. We get John Terry back as an assistant coach. He's the sixth choice. I don't want to see Kepper on the pitch ever again. Ever again. Yeah. Honestly. Just a woeful keeper. What if he's on the pitch against Chelsea, Well, Would you like to see him then? No. Oh, you would. No, because, because that just means that the sanctity of the game of football has been ruined. Pogba and Pogba and Kepa. Put them in a can and fire them into the sky. There we go. We're done with them. Um, I forgot to ask you a very important question at the start, lads. Um, Dave, it was Halloween over the weekend. What's your best ever Halloween costume? Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, don't remember that many Halloweens at uni, to be fair. Uh I have to go with the time I was a surgeon and came close to needing fucking hospital treatment, I guess. Thank <laughs> God uh, you said that, Dave, because that's the one I was looking for. <laughs> Mr. Breslin, yourself? Uh, I, I went out as a pumpkin, so I've got a full pumpkin costume. It's a cracker, to be fair. It is it is. like How I Met Your Mother and it was a slutty pumpkin, or is it just a, a pumpkin? slutty pumpkin? <laughs> You think I went out as a slutty pumpkin? I, I just, I don't know. Uh, but just There's one for the cuddles. Little... Yeah, <laughs> cuddles, mate. Cuddles for pumpkin. Uh, Mr. James Yates, your best ever Halloween costume? Uh, uh, I don't know. Probably like a skeleton or something like that. Yeah, classic. It is a classic. It is a classic. It is a classic. Will, what about you? I'm trying to think. Uh, There's so many options. Come on. No, I I genuinely can't remember one. I don't know. Let's just make one up. Uh, Was it when you went as a park bench? Yeah. (laughs) Was that? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Big win there. Well in, Dave. Um, He has loved that. You can hear him motoring. You can hear the Dave motoring. So, thanks for joining us, Mr. Yates, and thank you. To the viewers, thank you for joining us. Um, Yates, if the people want to 
get in touch with you? How do they get in touch with you? <laughs> they, they really can't. They don't. They, they can't, can they? Because as, as it went to my head, I'm like, he doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have to. If you want to get hold of Yates, just go outside shout into the sky and he'll, he'll eventually find you. <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with Mr. David Harris, Dave, how can they do that? It's at Dave Harris underscore 44. Or, as we always say, take your headphones, put the end into a bin and just listen. And you'll get his thoughts. Mike, if the people want to follow you for the premier writing content, such as why Firmino will eventually be replaced at Liverpool by a different Samba star who lives in the north. I'm really, I'm really having to stretch these out. Like it's uh, one of the French instrument that they, they're like, what's uh, you know, they hold like that and then they go in like that, you know. That was an accordion. An accordion. There we go. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I tell you what, though that that kind of that kind of content will hit when it's the video version, um, and you can also see Dave's gross arsenal when it's the video. Um, and you can follow me at Will Hunt Seventeen, but please don't please don't follow us at In Around Pod on all your socials, including Tumblr. Um, <laughs> if you also want to get more of our in-depth thoughts, you can go to the new website, which is www.inandaroundmedia.com, where you can find such such gems. As the five things we've learned from various match weeks and Brez's bets. Brez, how are we doing on Brez's bets? Have we got a win this week? Uh, not sure. Oh, yeah, we did. We, we won one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so who's more successful, Manchester United or you? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm probably United. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, it was Pogba. Oh, are you? You, Pogba, and Kepper in the sub. Okay. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. Cheers. See ya. Thanks. Thanks. You're just... What's wrong with saying thanks? You're just tuned out. You've not given a shit for the last 30 <laughs> minutes of this podcast. Yeah. You, you just sat over there in the corner going, oh, I think John Lundstrom might go to Everton because he's from... He's Gausel. He used uh, to play for them. He's literally never team It's just in. Harry it, Kane signs for another for English team because he's English. Fuck yeah. me. As soon as we got done with Ings, that was Dave gone. Yeah. <sighs> Unbelievable. No, I was here. Uh, bye, viewers. <laughs>